0: Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. And with us tonight to the book of Mark, chapter number 14. Mark chapter number 14. <clears throat> Kind of hoping there'd be some songs tonight. And uh, maybe something happened I wasn't expecting. Um, I've wrestled with this for a week or so and grateful to have the privilege to share it. But there's a part of this that troubles me deeply. And um, so I'm going to ask you to pray tonight and stand with us as we honor the reading of God's holy word. Mark chapter number 14. I'm going to read. uh, Start there in verse number 3 and uh, read through verse number 11. And being in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. They murmured against her. Jesus said, Let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do, good, do them good. But me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying, Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went unto the chief priest to betray him unto them. When they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And he sought how he might conveniently betray him father open our heart to this truth tonight we don't know who's listening but we do pray God that you would speak that in this you might touch the heart of the pretender to the person of God that is affiliated with religion with the church with his people yet they don't know you we pray for the effectual of your spirit in the preaching of it. as We confess God it burdens us, but yet we pray that you would help us and speak God loud and clearly to those assembled and to those that hear it otherwise. Thank you for what you're going to do with it. I'm trusting you as we pray this. We believe in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to share with you tonight some observations of a pretender. Some observations of a pretender. I thought of another title. I remember Russ Cooper preached revival here when when Tabitha Lester got saved. And if I'm not mistaken, the night he preached, the, the title was The Great Pretender. I don't remember exactly if he preached on Judas, but as the Lord, the Holy Spirit began to touch my heart, this past week, as I was praying about a message, he began to speak to me about uh, the observations of a pretender, the characteristics of someone that's going through the motions. They're they're trying hard to be something they're not. Uh, the The Bible gives us another word for it. It's hypocrite. Uh, but I find in the hypocrite that there's there's a bit of of malice there because one one purposely chooses to be that way. They know they're 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 in sin, and yet um, tonight there's there are some out there that that have found some kind of comfort in something that is other than Christ, and to them it has become a salvation, and they are a pretender. Um, my thought tonight is on Judas, uh, one of the twelve, and I want to share with you several things that. Uh, I believe, are common between Judas Iscariot, the pretender, and many pretenders today. Now, it's not an indictment on any person, but like everything else, if the Holy Spirit touches you concerning something, you best mind him. Uh, If he reveals to you today that what you have is not genuine or true, listen, I can't tell you that. Uh, You can tell me all day long that you got saved. And you can tell me when you got saved and where you got saved and what church you belonged to and when you was baptized. And and as far as I'm concerned, I'll believe you every time. But God knows the difference. God knows the ones that are not saved. And so tonight, if the characteristics of a pretender happen to be present in your life, I'd, I'd encourage you to get serious about your relationship with Jesus Christ and make sure that you know who he is for real. Well, I feel like I've given an invitation already, so if you need the Lord tonight, you come. I want you to think tonight about Judas Iscariot. Uh, There were some things that were common in his life that uh, was similar or common to the rest of them. Number one, he was called by Christ. Uh, We find that Christ would be clear that not everybody called was chosen, but he was called. He was called just like the other 11 were, You can find there in the book of Mark chapter number 3, the Bible said that Jesus went into a mountain and he called unto him twelve. And those he appointed as disciples, he ordained them and he sent them out and he sent them for a purpose of a a work to do miracles and all of that. And I thought to myself, I wonder if if Judas Iscariot ever did a miracle. I don't know that he did. It's not recorded that he did. All we know is that Jesus called him and he was one of the twelve. And yet what we find that even in the body of Christ today, there's many that are called. There's many that are present. There's many that may sit among us, but that doesn't mean necessarily that they know who Jesus Christ is. An observation simply of a pretender is not that, They don't know what's going on but that they have been called and many have been called and many have come and they've made a profession of faith and yet many have got up the same way that they went down and friend that won't do. You have to be born again. You cannot come to Christ and be unmoved by it. You cannot be made a new creature in Jesus Christ and then go out and live the same way that you lived before. Part of the problem with the world today is they claim to be saved and yet they've never truly been born again. It's the reason they can't live for Christ. Peter would say it like this. It's a true proverb that the hog that was once washed will return to the wallowing in its own mire. And that's true of anything whose nature has not changed. You can try to change it. You can move it in a certain direction. They can turn over a new leaf. They can do all kinds of things. But friend, when it comes right down to it, if they're not born in Christ, they can't follow Christ. They'll not be able to stay the course. They're just pretending. And people like Judas Iscariot are pretending today. They've been called. They've made a profession. And yet that profession was based upon some moving of emotion maybe. The profession made upon something that wasn't uh, scripturally true or foundationally or doctrinally right. Regardless, friend, if they never trusted Christ, they ain't born again. Yeah. They're just pretending to be born again. And you know, it's often easy for some people maybe to see who it is that pretends, but I'm not necessarily that way. i just like to believe you're all saved and ready to go to heaven. My heart is that you don't miss it and that you don't go to hell. But friend, there are people today that can fool me. You can do that and you can do it easily. But oh, when it comes to God, he's not fooled. Not one time was Christ ever fooled by Judas Iscariot. Not one time was, was Christ uh, somehow or another thinking that that maybe he just needed a little more time. Maybe he just needed a little more uh, of, of presence of God about him. Maybe he just needed to see a few more things and yet what we find is right to the end, Judas was just a pretender. Are you? Are you a pretender today or do you know? Do you know that you know that you know that you're a child of God today and not a pretender? Judas was a pretender. An observation of a pretender is that he was called, but also that he saw the miracles. Judas seen every miracle the others saw, except for those times maybe when Jesus was alone with a few of the disciples and not all of them were present. But for the most part, Judas was able to see things that you and I have never seen. He was able to witness things that were a first for him and everybody else that had seen them happen. He watched as Jesus touched 10 lepers one day and their skin was made whole before his very eyes. He saw that miracle as they all rushed back in uh, to Jerusalem. He saw as he stopped for blind Bartimaeus that day and he spoke and he began to see a man that was blind since birth. He saw one day as a woman snuck in behind and touched him who had an issue of blood and was made whole of her disease. He saw as Jesus went to the house of Jairus that day and spoke to his daughter that had died and she rose up from the dead. He saw as he touched the coffin that day of the widow who had lost her only son and he raised up out of that coffin. He saw as he stood at the tomb of Lazarus and said, come forth. Brother Judas saw it all. But he was still a pretender. He seen everything that would move others to belief. He saw everything that others were, were moved and the, and the recognition that only God can do these kind of things and yet Judas Iscariot was unmoved. What about you? There are people today that claim a whole lot of stuff. You can claim anything, but it, there's a difference between knowing God and knowing about him. Judas was a pretender. An observation about pretenders is they see the same things that Christians do, but they're unmoved by it. They see the same things that you and I see, but they're unmoved by it. Oh, to God that the word would move you. And that brings us to our third note about the observations of a pretender. He heard every message Jesus preached. I don't know about you, but I want to hear Jesus preach. I don't know that we'll ever hear him preach. Uh, he'll not have to preach when we get there. But brother, he was a preacher. When he came, he came preaching. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to hear it. But I'll tell you right now, I can read him because most of what, or a lot of what he preached was recorded for us. And you know, Judas sent through all that. He heard the King of Glory preach. He heard the, the Lamb of God preach. He seen him as thousands listened to him. And followed him even when their bellies were empty. And they needed sustenance. They kept following Jesus. Why? Because they heard him preach. They heard the words. Some even to say never a man spake like this man. But Judas was unmoved. Judas was still a pretender. He heard the very messages of Jesus Christ himself from his very lips from the lamb of god to creator of the world what what anointed the ears of Judas Iscariot was the same thing that drew Peter and James, John and Andrew from their nets and made them follow Christ to the very end where they would crucify them upside down and they would be martyred for the cause of Christ. You say, is there a difference? Yes, for him. When you have sold out to God, there is a difference. You can hear the preached word today. Many hear the priest's word today. Many acquiesce and say, yes, that's the word of God. Yes, the preacher's preaching it true, and yet never believe in Christ. They're pretenders. We live in a world of pretenders today. A world of hypocrites, so to speak, but they're pretending to know Christ. There are some that find an advantage in knowing Christ here, in claiming Christ here. Judas was able to hear everything that Jesus preached I want to make a special point about what he heard when Jesus preached, and that was an invitation. Judas heard every invitation that Christ gave to a lost and a dying world. Judas heard as he stood over Jerusalem and wept that day and said, Oh Jerusalem, how oft I would have gathered you as a hen doth her brood, but you would not. He heard as he cried, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Listen, what I observe about a pretender is not that they're absent the gospel, not that they don't hear the message, not that they don't get an invitation or have been called. They did all these things, but they reject Christ in all of it. They refuse Christ. Judas was a pretender. Are you? There's a lot of pretenders in the world today people that claim to be Christ. And like so many, they join and they follow the crowds because of the loaves and the fishes that are to be had. They join the crowds because of the novelty of the Spirit and the power of it. They join the crowds because there are exciting miracles when it comes to the people of God and God himself. There are things that happen among the people of God, friend, that don't happen nowhere else in the world. We see miracles. We watch miracles. We observe miracles. We, we shout about miracles among our own people often, often. And there are people that want to be a part of something like that. But they're pretending to know him. They're pretending Judas was a pretender. I would suggest today that he was a great pretender. He was one that had certainly, had certainly become very good at it. But the problem with Judas is he never really knew Christ. In everything that Christ did, he didn't understand it. And that, friend, is an observation of a pretender. The love of Christ is not something they comprehend. Not that we can comprehend it fully, but we're in awe of it what we know about it, even though we might not fully understand how he could die for something like you or like me. I believe he did. And I marvel in that truth. And that truth stirs my soul. And it draws me to him to know that he would love me and love you like that. It's something that moves the soul. And yet this very man, he was unmoved by the words of Christ and he didn't know him. He didn't understand him. To the very extent that when this precious woman would break that box of ointment that day in the house of Simon the leper in Bethany, the Bible tells us it was Mary. She broke that box of ointment and poured it out. All of it, she poured it out on his head. And the only thing he could say was, What a waste. Let me make a statement. I thank God for this church. I thank God for its deacons. I thank God for its people. I thank God for the love that's here. But I dare say there are many places across this world where deacons are pretenders, preachers are pretenders, and they fuss more than they love. They care more about what is wasted or what is done with the money coming into a church. They're more concerned about the things of this world and how they present themselves and how they look in this world. May I say to you today, I thank God for a place that will put Jesus above everything else. Because you get a bunch of pretenders in the crowd and you'll have a mess. How come? Because they don't understand Christ. They don't understand what motivated Christ. Rich young ruler came to Jesus that day. He said, what do I need to do to be saved? Jesus told him, keep the commandments. He said, I've kept them all since my youth. Jesus said, you lack one thing. He said, go sell all you got and give it to the poor and come follow me. The Bible said he went away sorrowful. Judas didn't understand. That man... That man could have helped him. That man had money. That man could have helped him. That's the same thing he said about the spikenard that was wasted on Jesus' head according to him. He said, we could have sold it. We could have sold it. Give it to the poor. Now John would expose his lie. You can read about it in the book of John where John said the only reason he said it is because he was a thief and the keeper of the bag. Only reason he wanted to sell it so he could get some more money for the back, because he was a thief. Now, John didn't know he was a thief. Let that be the next observation. We don't always know who among us is a pretender. We don't always know who don't know. Sometimes we assume they know. Sometimes we assume because they attend church faithfully that they're a believer in Jesus Christ. Sometimes we assume because they claim to be a part of this fellowship, that that makes them a believer in in Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. Judas went everywhere they went, but he was still a pretender. He did everything they did. He saw everything they saw. He heard every message they heard. He heard every invitation. He witnessed the power of God. Feet from him. He saw it with his own eyes and was still not moved to the place that he could believe in Jesus Christ. He didn't understand the words of Christ. He didn't understand the love of Christ. He didn't understand the things of God. You say, how could he have not known? Because he wasn't saved. He wasn't a believer. He was a pretender. He was a pretender. And so we observe that no one knew. Of course, Christ knew but excluding Christ, nobody knew. Mark my words. I'm going to ask Peter when I see him, but had he known, had he known that night that they sat at supper that Judas was fixing to go out and receive 30 pieces of silver to betray the Lamb of God, I'm suspicious that Peter would beat him to death. I'm going to ask him. I'm suspicious he would have dealt with Judas Iscariot. He didn't know. You remember at the supper that Jesus even told him, One of you shall betray me. And they all alarmed looked at one another and said, He said, He said, I Judas never said a word. But he had already met with the Pharisees. He'd already met with them and was looking for a convenient time that he might betray him. A pretender. The thing about a pretender is that. They're sitting among us. We don't know. We don't know. We're so careful about not trying to judge one's salvation that we don't know. And yet sometimes the simple truths about observation gives us the information we need to make a conclusion. I'm not suggesting that we judge one, we haven't that power. But according to Jesus Christ, I do have the power to check one's fruit. He said, ye shall know them by... Jesus said that. I didn't make that up. So the way we know a pretender is because the fruit that is born of one that is not a child of God is not spirit fruit. It can't be spirit free. It's but a substitute at best. The best they can do is mimic what the people of God are doing. They won't understand the things of Christ. They won't understand why we give and why we help and why we go and why we do and why you wear yourself out for the things of God. They don't understand what it is that we do for Jesus Christ. They don't understand his word. They don't understand his invitation. They're still pretending to know God. But lastly, some will pretend to the very end you see Judas held it up and nobody knew until it was all done till it was too late till the deed was finished Judas carried on the pretense right until the point he walked up to the lamb of god and kissed him on the cheek that being the sign to the soldiers and the Sanhedrin, that this is the one to take. Judas walked right up to him and kissed him. Jesus looked at him. And he said, friend, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? Jesus, Jesus knew all along, And friend, Jesus knows tonight. He's not confused about those that sit among us or... Maybe there's none here tonight. Maybe there is. But he's not confused, ever confused, about who knows him and who don't know him. As a matter of fact, there'll be many on that day, according to Matthew, that will say, Lord, Lord, did not we do all these great things in your name? And he's going to say unto them, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. Amen. Pretenders. Pretenders. Turn with us now to First John. You say, why are we going to First John? I want to read first from chapter number 5, verse number 13, and then we're going to back up to chapter number 1. If anybody addressed the issue of, of pretenders, John did. And he did it in the book of that little epistle, First John. Let me, let me read to you what he said in verse number 13. Chapter 5, verse number 13. He said, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. His point being is that there's a lot of people that think they're saved. He said, but I am writing this letter to you so you will know whether or not you are saved. Now, I'm not going to exhaust this tonight, but I do want to share some with you, so follow along with me. If you've got a pencil or a pen or a highlighter, just note the verse. Note the verse. These are the verses, or at least some of them. It's not all of them. There's more in 1 John. But 1 John chapter number 1, verse number 6, says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. That's a pretender. That's a pretender they say they have fellowship with God, and yet they walk in darkness. You see that's a fruit of the enemy, that is a fruit of the devil. they don't live in light, they don't walk in the light. they walk for the flesh, they love this world more than they love god friend i don't it doesn't make any difference who it is if it's me if it, if if it's one of my parents, if it's one of my children. Friend, here's the truth. If they walk in darkness, they lie. They lie and do not the truth. They're pretending. They're pretending. Observations of a pretender are clear. They hear everything everyone else hears. They see everything everyone else hears. The imitations are real. And yet they're still pretending about their relationship with Jesus Christ. Let me ask you a question today if you know in your heart right now that you walk in darkness and you live for this world and the things of this world, are you still confused about whether or not you're a follower of Christ? Verse number eight, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse number 10, if we say that we have not sinned, We make him a liar. His word is not in us. Any one of those friends are indictment that you're a pretender and not a follower, that you're something other than genuine or real. When you lie about sin and you lie about your involvement of sin and your love for sin and your your doing of sin, when you lie about those things, truth is not in you. And friend, if truth ain't in you, you've not been saved. You're just pretending to be saved. Chapter number two, verse number three. And hereby we do know that we know him. What? If we keep his commandments. Listen, a genuine follower of Jesus Christ will desire to keep his word. To keep his word, knowing that God takes pleasure in those that obey him. For its obedience is better than sacrifice. It, it's important to us that we mind the things of God. But listen, pretenders today, pretenders are those that care not for the commandments of Christ. It's not necessarily their concern. It's more about being a part of something and yet not. Look at verse number nine. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother. Is in darkness even until now. You give me somebody that hates their neighbor, hates their ex-wife, hates. So- I'll give you somebody that's never been born again. I'm not saying that we're incapable as the children of God to hate. The capacity to hate is as prevalent in you and me as it as in anybody else on this earth. Why? Because the flesh is filled with that kind of abomination. Hate is something natural to the flesh. But let me make a clear statement. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And according to the word of God, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. The word of God would go as far to say is that a man that says he loves his brethren loves God and hates his brother, he's a liar. He's a liar. For you cannot hate someone who you have seen and love someone who you have not seen. What are they? Pretenders. People saying that they're saved. But friend, the fruit bears it out. The truth is, is that if we're observant, we can often see those that are just playing the game. They're not really engaged or a part of it. They're not a part of what's going on. We don't don't see Judas Iscariot being one that was called on to lay his hands upon the sick or to do something miraculous. He wasn't involved in those things that brought about the will of God and the purpose of God. He pretended his whole life right up until the end when he grieved himself that he had betrayed the Lamb of God watched him crucified, and he went out and hung himself. That's a pretender. John would say in verse 15, chapter 2, verse 15, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loved the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Lastly, verse number 23, whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. You know, Judas Iscariot denied the Son. In the most grievous of ways, he denied the Son of God. He denied his deity. He denied his power. He denied his own heart the opportunity to believe in this Christ. You say, well, it was ordained. Come get a song if you would. It was ordained that Judas Iscariot be the one that would betray Christ. I can tell you this. God knew who he was and was never confused about his mission. But I can, I can also say this Jesus Christ died for the likes of Judas Iscariot. Oh, yeah. And at any point, had he surrendered his heart to Christ, he could have been born again as well. But pretenders will die lost too. They'll miss heaven altogether. There was a time that he was real. And I'd never known it until that day. But when the Holy Spirit of God listened to me, I don't know who you are. And maybe you're listening somewhere else. But don't think for a minute that heaven has pretenders. It does not. Not even one. You cannot pretend your way into heaven. Preacher, is it that big a deal to God? It's the biggest. Because the one thing that God will honor on that day, the one thing that God will observe is what he sent his son to do. In the giving of his life, in the shedding of his blood, he will require that at your hand you will be required to acknowledge what you did with his blood. And not one pretender will go to heaven. Say, preacher, the observations of a pretender make me think of some people that I know, people that I love. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray that God will open up their heart pray the holy spirit of God will get surreal in their lives that they wake up and say god is me i'm undone we've heard it ain't we i love i love Tabitha's testimony she'll tell you she thought for years that she was saved but it was a pretense you see just a mask that you wear every time you go to church it's just a just a charade that you do every time you meet one of those church people. You just live like they do and they don't know the difference. And yet likely there were always probably those things that were evident truths in her life that couldn't bear fruit of the Holy Spirit because it wasn't there. And over and over we hear those stories of people that come to Christ who thought they were saved. Right, Raven? Raven? Just happened. Just happened. And I thank God for it. That He didn't leave you there. That He rescued you. Trying hard to be something they're not. Working, working, working to try to be a Christian. Let me tell you something if you ever get born again, you don't have to work at it. I mean, you ever see an apple tree just really grunting trying to get an apple out no it just bears the fruit how come because that's what apple trees do and that's what the people of god do they, they can't when you're grafted into the vine for real you'll bear fruit amen it ain't going to help if you keep pretending there are people in this world today, and I don't know, maybe you're here tonight. And I'm gonna give you an invitation, and I want to pray with you. Because I can't I don't want anybody in this room not to be in heaven. So don't let nothing, nothing or I don't care how many times you've testified in church. I don't care how many times you've read the Bible. How many times you've used this altar? If you know right now that you're pretending, please, please come and call on God. And let's get this worked out for real so that you can leave this place with a new nature, having been filled with the Holy Spirit to do the bidding of God that is of it as we stand and sing if you're here tonight and need the Lord would you come would you yield to his call tonight not let the time go away come to him